Now, I want you to be honest, real honest. How many was of, the, of you was that the first time you've ever sung that song? Look at all these young hands go up <laughs> everywhere. Uh, you know, it says, I can't feel at home in this world anymore. And the church used to sing that all the time, kids. Do you know that? All the time. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Our problem is we feel too at home in this world. And we don't have our vision set on a place that's fairer than day, a home that's prepared for the bride of Christ, for the church, for the redeemed. And we're so comfortable where we are, we don't like to think about leaving here and going there. But I'm going to tell you, according to the Word of God and according to the saints of yesteryear, that's something they anticipated, looked forward to, and are there finally. And today we rejoice in their victory, and we sing about the victory that's going to be ours, and you can't feel at home in this world anymore. Listen, if you feel at home in this world this morning, something's wrong. Can I tell you that? If you really feel at home in the things of this world and what's going on around you, then uh, you have been shaped in the wrong way, and you need to get in the Word and understand what God requires of us, ask of us what he teaches us, and live accordingly. Well, this is Memorial Day weekend, tomorrow being Memorial Day. It's a time when Americans set aside to bring honor and faithfully remember those who have been faithful in their walk and in their service before us. And I hope it's a holiday we never Quit celebrating. Hope it's a holiday we'll always remember and pause from our busy schedule and all the things that are going on in the world to gratefully be reminded of those who have come before us and have paid the price. Memorial. One day you're going to have your own memorial service. Every one of us will go through that unless Jesus comes, and I'm anticipating that too. But we'll have a memorial service when somebody's going to stand over us and, and talk about the life we've lived and talk about the relationships we've had and talk, to, talk about the people we've impacted and, and talk to, about our walk with the Lord Jesus. You know, the scriptures are filled with memorials. All through the Word of God, you see, Memorials are being given for those who have served faithfully, those who have walked faithfully, those who have known the Lord and tried to walk in obedience to his will, and there are memorials that are stated. Matter of fact, in 1 Chronicles 4, 9, probably one of the most familiar memorials was given as it's written, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. What a word to be said more honorable than all of the others around him. He was more honorable. But you know, Jesus gave his own, own memorial about someone that was very dear to him and someone who had so faithfully walked the walk and had delivered the message, even though he was despised and hated and, and was considered to be crazy. Listen to what Jesus said. Certainly, I say to you, among those born of women, that would be all of us. 
There has not risen one greater than, you know who he said? John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So Jesus even gave a memorial address about John the Baptist. And though others did not understand, those others uh, would not have anything to do with him, and they thought he was crazy, a lunatic. Jesus said, there is not one greater that's ever been born than John. That's quite a statement. Never one greater. You go back and you look at the kings of the Old Testament. You look at David in his life. You, you look at Solomon. And Jesus said, there has never been one born of a woman greater than John the Baptist. In the book of Hebrews, there's a whole chapter that is dedicated to memorials, telling about those who have come before us and the price they paid and the life they lived and the accomplishments they had. And it's all due to their faith in following God's will for their lives. In Hebrews chapter 11, Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it elders obtained a good testimony. Now the word is introduced this way. As he talks about faith and what faith is, and then he says, for by it elders, those who have come before us, those who have set the example obtained a good testimony. And then it goes to name some of them. I'm going to skip through the chapter, 11th chapter of Hebrews, and, and just give you some of them. Verse 4, it says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. And in verse 7 of that same 11th chapter, it says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. And then later it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going, but by faith he dwelt in the land of promise in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 11 of that same chapter says, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive a seed, of, conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Then it goes on to talk about Moses walked by faith. 
Today, as we mentioned earlier, we do pay tribute to those who have come before us. But I want to turn the scope of what we're looking at just a little bit today, and, and I want you to think about those who have come before us in the faith, those who have walked faithfully, those who have given faithfully through the years, those who have served faithfully, those who have taught the Word faithfully, those that have ministered to children in the church faithfully, those who have led youth to a deeper walk with, with Jesus Faithfully, they've done that. For those saints of God who have been in the choir faithfully in years past, and some still are, and faithfully met every Wednesday night and here every Sunday morning to lead the church in worship. Those Sunday school teachers who have faithfully through the years and have come before us and set an example, and some of you are following in their footsteps as they studied the Word of God, preparing to lead a class in the study of God's Word and to help a group in their, under their tutelage to grow and to know the Word of God and let the Word minister to their lives, to their hearts, and to their minds those who have been faithful, those who have stood at this place where I am today through the years long before me coming and have stood here and, and in the pulpit in the building behind us and in the pulpit of the one way over on the other side of the campus and the, the white little white building that is no more and those that stood in the pulpit and or really didn't even have a pulpit but are in teaching the Word of God in a home when this church was founded and began as a small group who faithfully served you know, one day you're going to kick the bucket. One day every one of us is going to leave this world. That song that Ed just led us in singing, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. Matter of fact, Peter says we are sojourners here. He says we ought to be a peculiar people. Folks ought to look at us and say, hey, they're just different. They live differently. They walk differently. They talk differently. They love differently. They care differently. They're just a different kind of folks. Peter says, you're to be a peculiar people. Strange. For we're strangers in this place. For our home is not on this planet when you were born again, born of the Spirit of God, you inherited a home in heaven where Jesus has prepared a place for you. He said, if I go away, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ and walked with him faithfully through the years and when it comes time for your memorial service, when it comes time for someone to say some words about your life, about the way you serve, about the way that you loved others, about the way you gave yourself away, how you live before men, what will they say about you? Can they stand and say, 
By faith, she walked. By faith, he served. By faith, he gave his life away to others. By faith, she gave her life to little children all of the days she was able to, to teach them about Jesus. What will be said to memorialize your life when you're no longer here? What difference will you have made in the life of others? What lives will you have impacted by the way that you live, the way that you love, the way that you give yourself away? What lives are being touched today by your generosity, by your care, by you loving them? Sometimes we get so busy with what we call living that we miss living altogether. We get so busy with activities. We get so busy with trying to make a living. We get so busy, and especially now in this economy, we get so busy trying to make sure we can pay the light bill, that we can pay the gas bill, we can pay the water bill, we can pay the taxes, we can pay everything that's demanded of us, and oh my word, that we can pay the grocery bill, let alone the gas bill. And we spend our time, our energy, we spend our brain power concerning those things. And we forget that Jesus said to you, to all of us, worrying will not grant one bit to your life. It will not add one cubit. It will not add one moment to your life. Matter of fact, I'm convinced that worrying will take away some life. Maybe not in the length of time you live, but in the depth of your living, in the enjoyment of your living. What is your life? What are you focused on? When it's all said and done, what will you have done in giving your life away to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? Whose life will you have impacted? Whose freedom will you have bestowed on them because you led them to faith in Christ and Jesus sets anybody free? What will we have done? You know, that's a sobering thought. And I want you to dwell on it for a moment. What can be said about you? The day's coming. I'm not trying to be morbid, but the day's coming. And for some of us, it's closer than it's ever been. <laughs> well, I guess that's for all of us. But it's closer than we want to imagine. How many people in this room are above the age of 70? Would you raise your hand? Oh, my word. I love old people. <laughs> Do 
You know, half of 30, 70 is 35. And it's easy to think back when you were 35, right? You, you can subtract 35 years to your life real easy and say, oh, yeah, I was doing this. We had this many kids or what. But you try adding 35 to the 70. And you ain't going to be here. Not a morbid thought, but a truth. What is your life? The word says it's a vapor that's here for a moment and it passes away. In three of the Gospels, Jesus tells of a woman and memorializes her for something she's done. And I read to, to you out of the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. And the Word says in... Mark 14, 1, after two days it was Passover and the feast of the unleavened bread and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him in trickery and put him to death. Now they were going to do that. But they said, not during this feast, lest there be an uprising or an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. And there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? Oh, my goodness. For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. That, and they criticized her sharply. That means they were hateful, mean. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. Wow. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. And they didn't understand this at all. Assuredly, or if you have the King James, it says, surely, surely. I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will, all we, will always be told as a memorial to her. A memorial to her.
Can Jesus say that about you? Can he say it about me? That wherever the gospel is told, someone will use your testimony, your encouragement, your teaching to tell what Jesus has done for them. A memorial. You know, I've done a lot of memorial services, more than I ever wanted to do. Some of you is going to shock you to know that I've done over 500 since I've been the pastor of Dalreda. Unbelievable. A lot of funerals. Matter of fact, Brother Hank Henderson used to call me the funeral preacher. If he was here today, I'd slap him for it. <laughs> he said, wherever I go for a funeral, pastor, you're there doing it. <laughs> A memorial. I don't really care what anything else anybody would have to say at my departure. Two things. I want to I want to live in a way that they can say. He preached the word. And he loved Jesus and people. What do you want to be said about you? Today we honor those who have come before us. Today, I want you to consider what honor have you brought into the kingdom of God. Would you bow your heads? We're going to stand and sing a hymn of invitation. I'm not the priest. You don't have to come and confess your sins to me. But the altar is going to be open if you want to come and tell the Lord, Lord, I commit myself that I live in a way that will draw others to you. I live in such a way that when I leave here and inherit that that you have prepared for me, that I will have left a mark for the cause of Christ. The songwriter said, let others 
see Jesus in me. Would that be your prayer? Would that be your desire? If there's any way I can pray with you, I'll be glad to do it. You let God have his way, would you? While we stand together and sing.